All my life, been grinding all my life Sacrifice, hustle paid the price Want a slice, got the roll of dice That's why, all my life, I've been grinding all my life It's time to grind! Hello everyone and welcome to the Grounded Podcast. I'm your host Randall Tucker. That was Nipsey Hussle bringing us in with his song Grinding All My Life. Let's hit that rail we call life and let's grind it. So the Hebrew author in chapter 12, he says we have this crowd of witnesses that are cheering us on. So don't give up. And then he says let us strip off these this weight that slows us down and trips us up. And then also in verse 1, he says, And let us run with endurance the race that God has set before us. Here the Hebrew author, he compares our life of faith to a race. We have put off the weight that slows us down, and now he tells us to run. Run, Forrest, run! You remember the movie Forrest Forrest Gump? Uh, Forrest was one day just decided he's going to take off running and he runs and he runs and he runs and this is what he says he says that day for no particular reason i decided to go for a little run so i ran to the end of the road and when i got there i thought maybe i'd run to the end of town and when i got there i thought maybe i'd just run across greenbow county and i figured since i run this far maybe i'd just run across the great state of alabama and that's what i did and i ran clear across alabama and for no particular reason i just kept going I ran clear to the ocean, and when I got there, I figured since I'd gone this far, I might as well just turn around and keep keep going. And when I got to another ocean, I figured since I'd gone this far, I might as well just turn back and keep right on going. And that's what we are to do. It's that same idea. We keep running. We keep going. We keep grinding. We grind it. We, we cannot give up. It's just not an option. In Matthew chapter 7, verses 7 through 8, Jesus says, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, the door, it will be open. But a better translation, a correct translation of that is to keep on asking, and it will be given to you. Keep on seeking, and you will find. Keep on knocking, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who keeps on asking receives, the one who keeps on seeking finds, and to the one who keeps on knocking, the door will be opened. you got to keep on, keep on. And so many times, and I've been guilty of this in, in, in my spiritual life, is, you know, I pray for something, or I have this need, or, or somebody will have a need, and I pray for this person, I pray for this, I pray for that, and I'll just pray a few few prayers about it and and you know really don't see the results that i wanted to see and so i i just quit praying about it and and that's what jesus is telling us not to do he says you got to keep on keeping on you got to keep knocking you got to keep seeking you got to keep praying and then the answer will come maybe not the way we want it to come but the answer will come but the point is we got to keep on keeping on You've heard the term YOLO, right? You only live once. Well, this is our life. We get one shot at it. It's our story. It's, it's the story that God has given us, and, and we need to be running this race because we want to win the race. You can't win the race if you don't run in it. You can look, to all, the, you can look at all the trophies that I have and, and, uh, that I've acquired uh, in my lifetime uh, from playing sports. Uh, baseball and skateboarding, like I said earlier, but one trophy or one ribbon you'll not find that I have 
is or I don't have is where I won or completed in a marathon or some kind of a race. Why? Because I never entered one. This race that God set before us started when we gave our lives to Him. We give our lives to Christ, and it doesn't end until we cross the finish line, which is death. That's why Jesus said, the one that endures to the end will be saved. You can't quit the race that you've entered. you got to keep grinding, because you, if you don't cross the finish line, you don't win. you got to cross the finish line. you got to get there. If you're hobbling on one leg, crawling, however you got to get there, you got to get there. Quitting is not an option. Keep grinding it. So we're here to encourage and we're here to help one another, right? In Hebrews chapter 10, verses 20 through 25, the Hebrew author says, And so, dear brothers and sisters, we can boldly enter heaven's most holy place because of the blood of Jesus. We can go before the very throne of God because of the blood of Jesus, is what he's saying. By his death, Jesus opened a new and life-giving way through the curtain in the most holy place. So the, in the Old Testament, when they had the tabernacle and when they had the temple, there was this huge, thick curtain uh, that that only the priest could go into the holy place and the most holy. Of, and, and one time a year, he could go and make atonement for the sins of the people. Could he go before the, that curtain? And and he had to ha- make sacrifices, or or you know, God would kill him because he'd be entering into the presence of God. And when Jesus died on the cross, I believe it's at the end of Matthew. Uh, when Jesus was dying on the cross and he took his last breath, that, that veil, that, that curtain in the temple, it, it, it tore in two from top to bottom as God just took it and ripped it like a, a sheet of paper, signifying that through uh, the death of Jesus Christ and the blood that he shed for us, we can enter straight into the throne room of God and offer up our praise and our petitions. Isn't that awesome? And then he says in verse 21 of Hebrews 10, he says, And since we have a great high priest who rules over God's house, let us go right into the presence of God with sincere hearts, fully trusting him. For our guilty consciences have been sprinkled with Christ's blood to make us clean. Just like they did in the Old Testament when they were making those sacrifices and sprinkling the blood of those animals on the altar. He says, Our guilty consciences have been sprinkled with Christ's blood to make us clean, and our bodies have been washed with pure water. And when those priests would go uh, to make their sacrifices, they had that that big, huge bowl that was full of water, and they would wash. And and we do the same thing. That's what baptism is all about. It, it we are washed in water. It it, it signifies the the death and the burial and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And 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 we have made we have given our bodies as a sacrifice. In Romans chapter twelve, verses one and two, Paul talks about. And now, because of the blood of Jesus Christ, we can go straight to the throne of God. That's just fascinating to me. It's mind-blowing. I can't even fathom. So then he's going to say in verse 23, after he says that we've been sprinkled with Christ's blood to make us clean and our bodies have been washed with pure water, in verse 23 he says, Let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm, for God can be trusted to keep his promise. You know, God is not like us. We'll tell people we're going to do something, and, and a lot of times we don't do it. We make these promises that we don't keep, but that, that's not God. The Bible says that God's promises are yes and amen. God will do 
what he says he will do. And the Hebrew author, he's saying, let us hold tightly without wavering. I mean, it, it, we put a grip around, like we're holding something for, for our dear lives. And he's saying, don't, don't grow weary. Don't, 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 don't waver. Grab a hold of this hope that we have in Christ. It's solid. He's going to do what he says he's going to do. And, and, and his promises are yes and amen. And we're to hold firmly to that, to his promises. And so in verse 24, the Hebrew author says, he says, Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. And let us not neglect the meeting, our meeting together, as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. And you know, I've been in church for most, well, probably all of my life, I guess, because my mom made me go when I was a kid, and, and I, I've been a Christian since I was 11 years old, and I've studied the Bible. I've got a, a, a degree, and I got a BA in, in Bible from Freed Hartman University back in West Tennessee, and I've studied the Bible for a long time, and I've heard too many people, too many preachers, too many Christians use this verse to beat people over the head about not coming to church. And and that's not what the Hebrew author is doing at all. He's talking to these people who are walking away from the church. He's wa- They're walking away from Christ. They're going back into a dead religion uh, of Judaism. They're, they're, they're wavering. They're, they're losing hope. They're losing faith because evidently they're not seeing the results or whatever. They, you know, life is getting too difficult, and, and they're choosing not to keep grinding, uh, but to, to walk away and he says, don't, don't let us neglect our meeting together. Why is that? Why would they meet together? What is the purpose of, of meeting together? And, and there's so many ways with this COVID-19 thing going on, uh, the churches haven't been able to, to meet together like for a while they couldn't meet at all. And so what we had to do was, was meet online and, and, and we did things over Facebook and we did live stream services and and there's so many different ways that we can meet together um, now that they've lifted some of the restrictions. I mean, Jesus said, we're two or three gathered in my name. I'm in the midst of them. It, 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 this Christianity, this serving Christ and, and, and following Jesus Christ is not about being in some building at a certain hour uh on a certain day, it, it, it's a lifestyle. It's it, it, it's what we do. It's who we are. We are Christ followers. It's it's not some magical moment when we come in the church building between ten o'clock and we flip on that switch, and and, and eleven or eleven thirty, whatever t- church is for you. It's not like we just flip on a switch and turn it off. It, it it's every day. It's a lifestyle. It, it, it's who we are. It's who we follow. But, and so there's all kinds of ways that we can meet together. I mean, you got FaceTime, you got Facebook, just email. There's all kinds of ways. And the Hebrew author is saying, don't neglect that meeting together. Why? Because when there's something about meeting with people and, and we can share stories and we can share our struggles and we can pray for one another and, and we can give each other encouragement. We, we, we can share the the struggles that we've been through and 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 hopefully you know if they can those struggles that the lessons that we've learned we can share those lessons and it'll help that person with their struggle as well and so he says look don't don't neglect this meeting together why because you're to meet together so that you can encourage one another 
because the day of Christ is drawing near. His return is drawing near. And we're, you know, nobody knows when that's going to happen. It can happen today. It can happen 100 years from now or whenever. But the point is, the Hebrew author is saying, look, you need to meet together. You, you, you need to encourage one another because you're growing weary and you're, you're leaving Christ. You're, you're leaving the church and you're going back into this dead religion where there's no hope. And Christ is our hope. And, and, and you're, quitting, you're quitting the walk. You're, you're, you're not grinding anymore. And so you need to meet together and be encouraged and encourage one another. Because we need to share the promises of Christ, the promises of God. Christ is hope. He is our hope. And we need to share that with one another. We need to be sharing that with people of the world. Because they're looking for hope too. And they have problems in life too. And we know the answer to life's challenges, to life's problems, to life's situations that we get when we're down in the valley. We know the one that can pull us out of that valley. And his name is Jesus. And so we have to share that. That we can go straight before the throne of God because of the blood of Jesus Christ and what he's done. So that's going to wrap it up for, for verse 1. That was three parts there. And we're going to get into verse 2. And the Hebrew author, he, he's going to tell us how to run this race. Let's take a break. I have nothing left. Is there anything that doesn't look like it's her? Your shorts. My shorts. They're dirty. So we've broken down verse 1 of Hebrews chapter 12, and I'm trying to explain to you uh, what grind it's all about. And in verse 1, there's three parts, and in that first part, the, the Hebrew author says that we have this crowd that is cheering us on, and he's talking about the people in Hebrews chapter 11, and he's trying to get his his the people that are reading his letter uh, they have grown weary for whatever reason they have faced all these life challenges they're not seeing the results that they thought they were going to see I don't I don't really exactly know what is going on in their lives because I was not there but I do know that they were walking away from Christ they're, they're leaving the church and they're going back into a dead faith called Judaism where there's no hope and we know that Christ is hope he is really all that we have he is our hope and these people are walking away from Christ. And so he's writing this letter to encourage them to, to keep grinding, to keep walking in, in the faith and, 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 and not, give, not, not to give up. And so he's telling them, we got all these people of the faith in Hebrews chapter 11 that has done these great things through faith, and they've died and they've gone on before us, and they're, they're, they're surrounding us and they're cheering us on. And, and, he, and, and I brought up the example of Elisha and his servant when when Elisha's servant saw this great army that was uh, surrounding them, and they, he thought they're just done for, they're fixing to die. And Elisha says, Lord, open his eyes. And so he sees uh, all around them the, these chariots and horses. and It was these angels in another realm that, that were going to fight on his behalf. And we, we have this same audience. We have this same crowd that is cheering us on to, to help us, to motivate us, to keep us going, to encourage us not to give up the, the, the race, to, to keep on grinding. And then he says in, in verse 2 that we're to strip off the weight that, that slows us down. That, and, and we do that by the blood of Jesus Christ. He, he, uh, this weight, he, he says, is sin. And sin is going against anything, anything that God says. If we do not do what God says, that's sin. And so we are washed then by the blood of Jesus Christ. 
and our sins are washed away, which is the weight. And when the, we're washed by the blood of Jesus Christ, that means that weight is gone and, and we can keep on running. We're, we, we're not slowed down and, and, and we're, we, we won't become weary. And sometimes, you know, we do because we're sinners. We all fall short of the glory of God. And so we sin and when we sin, we get slow, slowed down. And so we have to go back to Jesus and ask for forgiveness for our sins and he cleanses. He, as long as we keep walking with Christ, His blood forgives us. We, we've been forgiven of our past sins, our present sins, and we'll be, give, be forgiven of our future sins. And we can keep on running that race and not grow weary. And then he says in the, the last part of verse 1, he says, Let us run uh, with endurance the race that God has set before us. And uh, I use the example of, of Forrest Gump and, and, and Forrest running all over uh, like he did and and so we we got to keep running we encourage one another and uh, use the example of hebrews 10 verses 20 through 25 and one of the reasons why we we meet together is to encourage one another and to share our struggles and to pray for one another and, and he talks about how that we what what through the blood of Jesus Christ, we enter straight into the throne of God and how that veil uh, in the temple was torn in two when Jesus died on the cross, signifying that, that we have direct access to God through Jesus Christ. And man, that, that's just mind-blowing, but it's awesome. And we need we need to remind each other of that. We, we need to tell other people to, so that they can have the same hope that we have, that they too can keep grinding. Because people of the world, they have life struggles too. The only thing is they, they turn to substances like alcohol and drugs and sex and all kinds of things to fill that void, uh, it, it, hoping that, that things will get better. But only th- the only thing they're doing is they're just entangled like a, uh, a bug caught in a spider web. They're just entangling themselves more and more in that web of sin. And they don't have the hope. They don't have the deliverance that we have. They, they don't have the blood of Jesus. And so we need to be sharing the blood of Jesus. We need to be sharing the death, burial, and resurrection with those who are in the world so that they can have the hope that we have and that they too can run this race. But as Christians, we need to meet together, however we do that in, this, in these COVID days, and we need to share our needs, we need to share our stories, and we need to share our prayers and lift one another up before the throne of God. And so with all that said, we'll get into verse 2 and break verse 2 down. And so the, the Hebrew author, he's going to tell us, how to run this race. In the first part of verse 2, he says, We do this. We run this race. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. And and so I, when I was thinking about, about this verse, I was thinking about Peter. And here's Peter. He, he has been a com- probably, as far as I know, been a commercial fisherman all his life. This is what he's done. He's He's, uh, as they say in the book of Acts, he's unlearned and ignorant. That's the that's the way the educated people see Peter, because he was he didn't go to, to school to learn Bible. Uh, he didn't memorize Bible verses, and he 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 was a commercial fisherman, and so he would know uh, all about a boat and how to steer a boat and what to do with a boat and where to be in a boat during storms. And he would know storms and he would know waves and he would know how to steer this boat and he he. He would just have all kinds of experience, right? And so the disciples are out on a boat and the storm comes up and here comes Jesus walking on the water in this storm. 
And it's mind-blowing to these guys. They've never seen anything like this before in their lives. And, and they think Jesus is a ghost. And, and Peter says, Lord, if it's really you, let me come out to you. And Jesus is like, come on, dude, it's really me. I, this, I'm no ghost. This is me. And this experienced commercial fisherman who knows the, the water well and knows how to read storms and knows how to, to steer a boat in the storms, he, he does something he's never, ever done because if he's ever stepped out of the boat into the water, which I'm sure he has, then he sank in the water. But on this particular occasion, he says, Lord, if it's you, let me come on out. And Jesus says, come on. And so he steps out of the boat, and it's like the water becomes concrete. He just begins to walk on the water, and he's walking out to Jesus. And as long as he has his eyes on Jesus, he doesn't sink. But the minute that this experienced commercial fisherman walking on the water, and I'm sure those those other disciples are seeing this, and they're, they're like amazed at what's going on, but as soon as... Peter takes his eyes off Jesus and he starts looking because he, he can feel the wind against his clothes and against his body. And, and, and like I said, this is a storm and there's waves and he can feel the water crashing up against him. I mean, it's got to be kind of freaky because nobody's ever seen anything like this before. And so the minute that, that he takes his eyes off Jesus for just that split second, he sinks. And as he begins to sink, he, he's afraid he's going to drown in the storm. So he cries out to Jesus for uh, deliver us lord save me and so jesus pulls him up out of the water and they they get on the boat and this reminds me uh a few weeks ago we took a vacation my family did to myrtle beach and uh, my my wife loves dolphins and we've seen some dolphins in the wild before because we we visit myrtle beach every now and then or we'll go down to panama city beach and one time I woke up in the morning and there were some dolphins going down the shoreline. Well, on this particular trip this year, we, uh, my wife booked a, a dolphin, it's not a dolphin cruise, but you get on a boat, this, uh, this big old boat, and they take you out in the ocean. And there's some shrimp boats out there, and, and if they're feeding, uh, if, if they're trying to catch the shrimp, then it attracts all kinds of fish, sharks, and dolphins. And sure enough, we, my, my wife has never been out on the ocean in a boat. Really, I haven't either, not on the ocean. I've been in a boat a lot because I used to fish with my uncle back in West Tennessee when I was a teenager. So I've been out on a boat quite a bit, but not like out in the ocean. And and so we're, uh, we get in this big old boat, and we start. it starts out in this little canal. Before you ever get out into the ocean, you're just going down this river. And the boat starts taking off, and it's not going very fast. And my wife looks at me, and she says, I don't like this. And I said, you're okay. You know, and my kid, we, 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 we try to, you know, she didn't go ballistic or anything, but, but she was a little freaked out. And, and then when we got out into the ocean, the waves got, it wasn't going crazy. It was a good, calm morning for us to go in a sunshiny day. And, but she was still nervous, and, and, and I mean, I, I was too just a little bit, and I discovered something that if you, uh, when you stand up, it, it's not as bad as if you're sitting in your seat because when you're sitting in your seat, you just you feel that boat rocking and jumping and going up and down, and when you stand up, you can kind of ride it. I don't, I don't know what it is about standing up, but she looked at me and I, I could tell that you know she was concerned. She's like, I don't like this. I said, Well, stand up. It 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 
it makes it a little bit better. And so she stood up, and then once she saw the dolphins, it was all over with. She she could care less if, if there was a storm or whatever. She We got a bunch of pictures and a bunch of video, seeing a lot of dolphins. It was pretty cool. But my, my point is, in telling you that story, is is I, I saw the, the, the fear for just a little bit on her face when that boat took off. And I, I can just picture Peter, when he steps out of that boat and he's looking at Jesus, there was no fear. And this guy has been on the water his whole life. And, and the, the, the minute that he took his eyes off of Jesus and his, his focus was not where it should be, his life was full of fear. And he began to sink and he cries out to Jesus, save me. And, and th- that's what happens when we are faced with, with, with life challenges. When we're faced with uh, a disease that's going to bring us death. When we're, we're faced with a doctor comes in and says, you have a week to live or you have a month to live or your, your family member has COVID and, and you know, He's got to, he or she's got to be quarantined, and we don't know if they're going to make it or not. And there, there's so much uncertainty. And, and, and what happens uh, when we go through a life challenge many times is, whatever, you know, fill in the blank with whatever life challenge that, that you go through. You have your own story. And it, it, what happens is we have a tendency to, to, to be afraid. And what's interesting, all throughout the New Testament, the most phrase that Jesus ever used was, or the most, not, not just Jesus, but all through the Bible, the, uh, the most used phrase is, do not be afraid. Research that. Google that sometimes. But God says, do not be afraid. And here's, here's Peter. He was afraid. because Why? Because he took his eyes off Jesus. And, and when these life challenges come, it, it's so easy to, to look at the immediate surroundings. It's, it's easy to look at the wind and the waves and, and, and the turmoil that's going on all around us. And, and, and we become afraid. And, and when we take our eyes off of Jesus just for a split second and we look at what's going on around us, we begin to sink. And it's so easy to get discouraged, and it's so easy to become weary, and 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 that's why it's so important, and especially here at Grind It to, and and that's why I'm doing these podcasts, so so that uh, you can be encouraged, to know that you have hope, that we have hope. Jesus Christ is our hope. Through the blood of Jesus Christ, our sins are forgiven, and we know that when we cross the finish line and we take our last breath and our heart is beat for the last time we know where we're going that we're going to be in the presence of god where there is no more pain there is no more disease we'll have a perfect body and we're going to be in a perfect place and we're going to be worshiping our god our lord and savior who has made this all possible and remember, his promises are yes and amen. And we can hold firmly to that, as the, the Hebrew author says in chapter 10. Hold firmly to that, that hope that we have in Christ. And so he says, the, the Hebrew author says that Jesus started this race and he's going to perfect our faith. In other words, he's not going to let us run alone. He got us into this race by his death, burial, and resurrection. And we entered this race once we accepted him as our accepted him as our Lord and Savior, and we run this race 
when we run, He continues to strengthen our faith. And the passage I chose was, uh, for this is 1 John chapter 1, verses 5-7. through 7. And John says, This is the message we heard from Jesus and now declare to you. I mean, this came straight from the horse's mouth, Jesus Himself. God is light, and there is no darkness in Him at all. So if we're lying... So we are lying if we say we have fellowship with God, but go on living in spiritual darkness. We are not practicing the truth. But if we are living in the light, as God is in the light, then we have fellowship with each other, and the blood of Jesus His Son cleanses us. It, It keeps on cleansing us from all sin. And and that's that that's that's what it's all about. Is living for Jesus each and every day to keep our eyes on Jesus, to keep our focus on Jesus. Not the wind, not the waves, not not life's challenges, but on Jesus. Jesus has been through a lot of stuff when he was on this earth. He he knows what facing life challenges is all about. And he endured it. And he went to the cross anyway. And he faced death. And he defeated death. The book of Revelation tells us he has the keys of death and hell. The grave. And he is the victor. And because of what he has done, we have that hope. And that's what keeps us going. That's what keeps us grinding. And we'll see in the next part of verse 2 that Jesus has been there and he's done that. He started that race. He endured it to the end. And now he sits at the right hand of the Father in victory. He is the champion. And that's why we look to Jesus to keep going. Thank you for listening to the Grind It Podcast today. You can send any questions or comments to grinditpodcast at gmail.com. Please join us next time. And when a challenge comes your way, just grind it. Been grinding all my life. Sacrifice. Hustle paid the price. Want a slice. Got to roll the dice. That's why all my life. I've been grinding all my life. All my life. Been grinding all my life.